Hi, I'm Julian, and this is the WLB Podcast. Several centuries have passed since the great battle of Kurukshetra. The tales of valor and bravery and the triumph of good over evil from that time of gods and mighty warriors are just that, tales. Stories parents tell their children to instill bravery in them, for they live in a cruel world. No avatar protects the land of Bharat as evil in the form of demons, sorcerers, bandits, and despotic rulers, and all manners of creatures that dwell in the darkness of hell, are unleashed upon its innocent denizens. Two souls walk this hell on earth, a brother and a sister, a warrior monk and a ranger. Born in the lineage of Shataniga, one of the sons of the mighty Pandavas, they are on a quest to erase a curse laid upon their family. Nothing about this adventure will be easy. Heirs of the Pandavas Heirs of the Pandavas was a show produced by Wine Studio, a new age content startup. And for today's episode, I am delighted to have as our guest, Saumya Kurana, the co-founder of Wine Studio. I stumbled upon this workshop uh, by Vijay on podcast and discovered the achievements of Wine Studio, all of their shows, the latest funding of two pros it received, and the massive following, fan following, I must say, for all of its shows. Thank you, Sonia, for accepting my invite. And I'm sure, like me, everyone else is also eager to hear about your journey of starting and running Wine Studio. Thank you for being here with me today. I'm glad and I'm uh, very happy to be here, Julian. It's always good to be speaking to young leaders and uh, people who are dynamic like you who are keen to explore conversations and deep dive into what's really happening around the world. So I'm really happy and uh, really grateful to be here. Thank you for bringing me on. Thank you. So uh, could you begin with a quick introduction on uh, how did you start uh, uh, in this entire process or were you always planning to become a co-founder of a business or introduce yourself on that? Yeah, so um, <clears throat> honestly, the way my journey began is that I, of course, after after many years of work uh, with corporates, with startups, almost a decade, there was a time that I, before I did Wine Studio, there was a time I also had another entrepreneurial journey or venture, to so, so to say, which I failed at building because possibly for the lack of mentorship, for the lack of uh, the kind of ecosystem that exists right now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I could not really build it up the way I would have wanted to. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was back in 2015 or 2016. Mm-hmm. After that, I started actually working on ground, uh, looking at building a startup community. 
So looking at connecting with startups in tier two cities, tier three cities, and trying to build an ecosystem for them by introducing them to mentors, making them invest, helping them become investable, and then connecting with investors, finding collaborations within the network. So all of these things were something that I'd started working on because I wanted to also increase my understanding of how the ecosystem really works. Mm-hmm. While I did that is when I figured out that startups, especially in tier two cities and tier three cities, and you know that's the case actually um, in a lot of cases that they may have a great offering, they may have a great product, they may have a great service um, and possibly a great market potential. However, what they lacked was a great narrative. So a startup or any venture, you know, we may have something which is very innovative, which is very disruptive, which is very what the market needs kind of a product or an offering. Mm -hmm. But if the narrative, the story does not match up, then it is bound to not really go to the market the way it should have. And that's what I understood on my journey while I was trying to build this community called India Network. Having said that, I realized that uh, possibly there is scope for something to be done. And after doing so, after doing that for a long time, after trying to figure out what really needs to be done, it was in 2019 July that I attended this workshop that you uh you know spoke about i attended this workshop by bijay gautam who's now my co-founder in wine studio uh somewhere in the himalayas somewhere in the mountains and uh, when that workshop concluded it was the last 45 minutes of our conversation that uh, made us realize that you know why not explore something together you know i'm something uh, i'm i'm very excited as a person about st- uh, stories about narratives about really ensuring that uh, people put their best story outward and forward mm-hmm. and trying to help them build that. And mm-hmm. Vijay is somebody who's all about podcast. He's been doing podcasting for such a long time, very respected in the industry, very known for his content and the way he has been spear leading it, despite the fact that there was a time that people did not even know what a podcast is. So uh, that's where we decided that, you know what? maybe we should try collaborating, join our strengths and do something together. And that's how we created this new age content studio called Vine Studio. So Vine, interestingly, a lot of people do not know WYN stands for what's your narrative, which if you translate into Hindi is Kahani Kya Hai. (laughs) True. Hmm. So that's what Vine Studio uh, started off as, as a new age content studio. And it was in September 2019 that we got registered. And November 2019, when we onboarded our first employee and the founding team member in a way. Mm -hmm. So from there on, I think there has been no looking back. It has been an interesting ride so far. It has had its own peaks and it has its own valleys where we have trying to figure out ki, okay uh what next you know we're not yeah. able to figure out ki, uh there's pandemic and brands are of course going to just you know retrench when it comes to their branding and communications and marketing budgets so where do we stand how will we really fare through the 2020 and 
and the next year and the next but i think we've managed fine from a team of two co-founders expanding to three now a team of 10 wow. i think uh, it's it's a great sign the universe mm-hmm. the people around us the uh, you know board to the investors everybody has shown that kind of a confidence which has told us that you know what all right mm-hmm. you know we're doing good stuff so that's let's keep on it and sure. uh, yeah that that's been the journey of wine so wow. far amazing i think uh, currently like what you mentioned was every company needs to connect with their customers so much that because there is this a lot of competition customers would just switch to another brand uh, the moment they find something else that resonates with them so when you said uh, said that the, every brand needs a narrative they need to build that trust with every customer even if you're selling fans or mixies they still have to have uh, a story and you need to still uh build that connection with your customers that's amazing i mean uh, i didn't know the back story and that's really really one of uh, a wonderful story that you've mentioned so in your entire research of tier 2 and tier 3 cities uh, have you interacted with uh, like what are the different domains that you have come across that where unless you had stepped in they had no clue to about what their mission vision value statements were like, could you mention any one example uh, that So uh you know this was long back mm-hmm. 2017 or 2018 that uh, mm-hmm. I remember we met a startup in Akola mm-hmm. and uh, which is which is deep down in Maharashtra it's a small mm-hmm. town but uh, has its own history and I Akola or maybe Jalgaon uh, either of the two but mm-hmm. uh, when we spoke to this startup uh, which was which was in um, back then in the edutech domain mm-hmm. and uh, trying to ease the access of knowledge for people who are ias and upsc aspirants or civil mm-hmm. service aspirants and uh, what they said was very striking julian that there was a conversation that we had a very candid conversation trying to figure out what are their challenges you know how are they de- really dealing with it So this guy said that you know ma'am uh, what happens is that while we have come a certain journey while we have traversed a certain path what really happens is that when we start from point A to point B we mm-hmm. go ahead uh with with whatever limited knowledge that we have or whatever we are able to access off the internet and mm-hmm. we continue to ride on that path but little knowing that the path that we are headed to is is a very long distance mm-hmm. there's possibility a shorter route or mm-hmm. there's possibly a way to do it in a different way to reach there mm-hmm. so basically agar aap point a se point b pe when you can go by a flight why mm-hmm. would you choose to go by a car yeah i mean unless you want to just experience and just enjoy the journey right mm-hmm. because going a longer path in a startup journey also means expanding on the time to reach your market yeah and startups are all about all about speed and scale so yeah. that's where he said that you know we wish that we had an ecosystem like this when we started when mm. we could get access to mentors who could guide us when we could get people who are a part of a uh, you know similar vision or of a similar mindset where we could collaborate because right now even to find the right resources the right partners is tough mm. because we are again in a limited 
from the perspective mm-hmm. of geography we are limited and that's yeah. where you know our mission for india network turned out to be that uh, success should not be constrained by geography mm-hmm. so yeah these are you know this was one of the examples that uh, we figured that uh, mentorship is so important while i experienced it even in my own startup journey despite the fact that i was not in a tier 2 town i was in a metropolitan i was in gurgaon despite that i felt the lack of access to the right mentors so mm. tier 2 and tier 3 of course are much worse when it comes to that kind of an access because nowadays and especially like couple of years back maybe two or three years back everybody wanted to be a mentor everybody wanted to be seen as an investor there was such a wannabeism to being a mentor to being a coach to being a consultant to a startup that people did not know who is the right person to approach to a lot of per- pers- lot of people in fact in that process also fooled these small startups by taking uh, retainers by taking consultant fees but not really delivering anything a lot of times these startup mentors and consultants were those people who did not even have the startup experience mm. so yeah i mean those things happened but uh, i think while we yes. were building india network which we still are uh, there still is a team who's working on building the community and giving them mm. the kind of value that we set out to do so yeah mm. it's always interesting to know these startups at the same time also to know startups and ventures who who nail their narrative you know who mm-hmm. may have a mediocre product or may have a product which is which you think that tkr matlab isme kuch zyada dimag wala cheez nahi tha it's not like that big a disruption mm-hmm. but what they have nailed is the narrative mm-hmm. a lot of times we see that there was this recent uh, you know not a report but yeah a recent insight that some of the top startups of a country uh, a lot of unicorns uh, are barely making any revenues they're making losses to the tunes of i don't know multiples of crores and uh, despite that the kind of brand recall that they have created mm. it's all thanks to the narrative that they've built around that brand so that's the reason that you know we say that it is important to own your narrative and there's not a single brand there's not a single person so so their business as brands and their personal brands so everybody whether yeah. you whether me everybody has a brand and everybody has a narrative now mm-hmm. the choice to own the narrative lies with you whether mm-hmm. you own your own narrative or whether the narrative is being built by people around you it is always better to own the narrative because when it is left to the hands of people around you it may not always be in your favor it may not always be pleasant mm-hmm. so it. it is always important to take consistent persistent efforts to okay. nail your narrative mm-hmm. and own your narrative that's 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 a really nice way of putting it like Uh, I don't know whether as a customer I should feel bad uh, whether there are so many uh, unicorns actually being able to not uh, get a narrative that might not actually profit the customer but being a person who's studying so many different uh, startups I feel they've done a great job and 
like that's a really nice advice i think you should uh, in terms of personal branding also you need to decide which doors of the which windows of your house you want to open and uh, portray that, absolutely that's really nice. absolutely <laughs> So uh, I think I should also I I should start with this. Uh, congrats on the uh, the funding that you had received from uh, Indian uh, DIF, and I I think that's like uh, that's a huge uh, feat as as a startup, right? In two years, less than two years, that's amazing. <laughs> yes. How was like, what and a half year? Uh huh. So how was the investing and like the investor meeting was it anything like dragons den uh, the ones that we see <laughs> no it's not it's not i think we end up uh, over hyping these meetings and things a little uh, too much yeah. to make them feel overwhelming and scary and out of the reach but they're not <laughs> i think a lot of times the factor that you know showing up is half something that i say is that showing up is half the battle one a lot of mm-hmm. times we don't show up because we are so critical of our own thoughts of our own products of our own stories that we feel that you know we make a dragon's den in our own mind julian you know <laughs> it does not it does not happen in real life we just make it here that of you know it is going to be it is going to be like this this and that and they're going to rip me apart of course you know when uh, so you know something that uh, i i've been often told is that when an investor uh, invests into you it is their money at risk it is them putting their money at stake so mm-hmm. it is in their interest to take utmost care of the founders that they invest in oh so they they don't rip you apart they don't slice you apart they don't you know put you across tortures and you know demonic forces uh it's in their interest that you know you stay uh, healthy you stay uh, mentally fit you stay joyful so they ensure that you know they take care of those things of course you know when because they they're also putting their money at stake so it also means that uh you as a startup founder as an entrepreneur as a business owner have more responsibility mm. so there's this uh, line in uh, spiderman right that with great uh, responsibility with great power comes great responsibility so in in terms of um, the startup investments i love to say that with great investments comes great responsibility because they're putting in money into you as a person into you as an entrepreneur into you as a as your team more than the idea because they believe in what you can execute there are a lot of people who may have a similar idea mm-hmm. so why did they not invest into that why they why did they invest into you uh, mm-hmm. they invested in you because they saw your strengths they saw your caliber and your teams and that mm-hmm. you can execute what you are out to you know say and what you're trying to invest mm-hmm. and pitch mm-hmm. so that's where they want to ensure that okay you know what uh, let me ensure that uh, the startup that i'm working with the startup that i'm investing in uh, has has the maximum resources has the maximum strategic alliances that i can offer from my side so yeah i think investors are ve- some very helpful lot mm-hmm. it is always advisable 
that at least i say so that it is better that you have a strategic investor than somebody mm-hmm. who's just putting in money because then it becomes a little tasking and a taxing you know uh, kind of uh, investment and a conversation at times that you have to try to explain things which they might not always understand they might look for instant rois which may not always happen instantly but somebody who's more strategic will ensure that they not only put money into your venture but also help open doorways also help get you access to the right resources and help you grow in the process not only as a business but also as a person so yeah uh, that's that's how the relationship between investors and uh, startups are they're not very dragon denish moments it's it's all in the mind <laughs> that's amazing so talking about growing uh, like how how is wine studio planning to scale uh, i think currently you have it's it's pan india of course but are you going global or are you planning to go to one specific country what are your uh, ambitions so we are of course you know it's, it's content right and mm-hmm. uh, and we are not really restricting ourselves from the perspective of geography because mm-hmm. content has the power to reach across countries and even right now it is uh, what is beautiful is that whatever content we have created in terms of the podcast the originals or the ones that we're producing for various clients has reached 148 countries so are we constrained by geography not really and having said that yes uh, when it comes to the existing content that has gone uh, globally mm-hmm. it also makes sense that we produce content which caters specifically to them which means going regional when it comes to the languages which means mm-hmm. that uh, finding ways that they can get discovered in those places that they stay in not mm-hmm. everybody owns an apple or an android uh, in tier 2 in tier 3 or in in smaller towns or in other countries you know there might be different devices or different things that they get access to so finding ways to reach them despite these constraints when it comes mm-hmm. to devices platforms apps so easing mm-hmm. discovery of the content that caters to them is something that we are working on and yes of course the content library in terms of the podcast that we already have will continue growing we already have eight shows and uh, the the way we see it we lo- we we are targeting launching 50 shows this year and growing Beautiful. so the team will also grow mm. and uh, the number of creators that we work with who host the show or who are mm-hmm. a part of the process of creating a show will mm-hmm. also increase and that will also mean that there will be people from across the country from outside the country which is already happening but yeah so that will continue to happen and uh, yes let's let's see where we go but uh, lofty or something that is known in the management Mm-hmm. terms or management jargons is bhag b h a g big hairy <laughs> audacious goals so that's what we have a lot of time those big hairy audacious goals are very scary but <laughs> they are exciting nonetheless and worth every penny and every moment to be invested into 
definitely wishing you all the best on that that's beautiful so i do have no idea how do you manage five eight shows and going at to 50 but i'm sure uh, you've you've put in all like i think you're you're planning and on how to deliver each one with extreme dedication i think every client looks out for something different but uh, and help me understand this like how do clients uh, like hp or or bigger clients uh what do they have to, to do with podcasts like do they uh, always go by the audio route or uh like i think you do video as well content in content so it could you explain how big companies uh, try to reach out to you and then how how are they reaching their customers why are you yeah so what has happened uh, julian in, in current times especially i think pandemic showcased it beautifully is that we all looking at us as consumers before we talk about brands and how we really support yeah. brands stepping into the shoes of the consumer the end consumer the listener or the viewer mm-hmm. everybody wants to do more in less time mm-hmm. what that means is and let me rephrase it this way everybody wants to do more in less whether it is time whether it is money whether it is effort whether it is energy uh anything that they invest or that they're willing to invest they want more out of it mm. there's never an equation where they want almost the same right yes. so everybody wants more roi now mm. what that means when it comes to what we are doing is that every consumer everybody you me anybody that we know of who has access to content whether it is through a mobile whether it is through a laptop whether it is through radio whether it is through tv anything where we access content brands are trying to bring your attention to them everybody yeah. is wanting a slice of your attention of True. my attention so if i am completely glued into visual content or textual content imagine how much it drains my energy as a consumer true if i am continuously just looking into a zoom call looking into a video on youtube mm-hmm. watching netflix binge watching at the end of the day i feel so wasted while it is great that there's so much content that i end up consuming but i feel wasted my energies feel low hmm. so do i have the power to after that look into the brand that probably popped up in that video do i have the power to really go back and check oh which was the brand that advertised during this particular content that i watched hmm. we get tired no, we get exhausted no, and that's where the zoom fatigue or the zoom gloom last year started popping yeah. up that everybody was just getting so tired of being on the video throughout the day that they just felt exhausted and they just wanted that personal connection mm. at the same time the pandemic tells us that uh, abhi to personal connection or you know live interactions live yeah. events are yeah. a little far off we still have to live with the virtual concept of connecting yeah and if that is the case then how do brands really reach out meaningfully to their customers to their end consumers mm-hmm. audio as a medium provides for that 
Mm-hmm. The way it provides for it is that I may be, I may be doing household chores, but yet I can in the background play my uh, favorite podcast or a piece of content that a brand has to share, or the narrative that a brand has to share. I may be driving, and yet I may be putting on that piece of content. I can listen to it. I can still consume it. Mm-hmm. I may be in a salon. I may be. I may be just going out for my walks or jogs or gymming or whatever I may be doing, but I can mm-hmm. always. I have the you know. I'm empowered as a consumer to mm-hmm. still consume that content without draining myself, and I'm doing more in less time. Mm-hmm. While I am jogging, I'm still listening to something, mm-hmm. and it is highly likely that I'm going to retain it. Mm-hmm. Research. shows that people do retain it if if the storytelling tell, is done beautifully if mm-hmm. the content of the integration of the brand is done in a very interesting way and not overt so there's mm-hmm. covert marketing there's overt marketing overt mm-hmm. is in your face covert is subtle uh, it could be through brand integrations it could be through nice seamless uh, brand positioning in in you know those small subtle mm-hmm. ways storytelling building it up in the storytelling of the brand uh, of the content and uh, that's how people retain it that's how people make connections we're all wired for stories as humans we're all wired for stories so when it when a brand comes somewhere in the story mm-hmm. and creates a certain connection that i resonate with i'm mm-hmm. likely to check it out if it is meaningful for me so that's the power of audio and that's what brands are now looking at mm-hmm. and interestingly with social audio apps like clubhouse coming in fireside coming in in india leher coming in mm-hmm. i think audio as a medium is something that brands are just getting excited about it's just the beginning mm-hmm. so nice. yeah that's that's where we are at that's amazing i mean you helped explain that it really well so i talking about storytelling one of my favorite podcasts are those that are created by wandry and i love the way they add sound effects or if you are in a cafe you can hear the sound of a cafe or if you are in a car you can hear the door closing so in in your con- uh, content creation do you focus on creating those elements uh could you explain a process like i know some some i have read something some in some places like how certain graphic designers go and spend years researching on what is that critical thing to add or that sound what would one uh, content creation process look like for wine studio so yeah i think wandry as a uh, studio as a media house is something that as a podcast producer is something that we even love and uh, like you rightly said that you know they create those small elements that make you mm-hmm. feel that you're there right mm-hmm. that's called that's the power of audio content that's the power of podcast they are like basically theater of the mind exactly that's how we put it across and mm-hmm. for us one of the shows that does this beautifully is a show called heirs of the pandavas which is uh, created and hosted by nikesh murli who's himself an award winning podcaster mm-hmm. and heirs of the pandavas also won uh, won the award the golden crane award wow. and with just 10 episodes we ended up garnering i think that was the first time in the history of indian podcasting for sure that purely organically without without 
placing big hoardings or without mm. you know without doing too much jazz and pomp around a podcast with just 10 episodes we ended up getting a listenership of 100000 and we had 100000 yeah. downloads so which is big organically in the podcasting uh, scenario mm-hmm. and why did that happen because the storytelling the sound effects the sound design you know when so it's it's a basically heirs of the pandavas is this mythological thriller very mm-hmm. contemporary it is centuries down from the battle of when the battle of mahabharata happened so it's centuries down from there it's the heirs of the pandavas who are taking forward the journey the lineage taking forward the journey who will be at the mm-hmm. end fighting a, a you know who are in every story fighting a demon and how they're doing it so there are those scenes of battles of sword fights of mm-hmm. uh, you know things happening of of animals because they're in a jungle and the various characters that nikesh has created and you listen to it it gives you goosebumps it's something that i love calling heirs of the pandavas is this show which is basically a sanjay leela bansali production in audio kind of a feeler wow i'm going to check it out <laughs> right after please this do. please do that's what i love telling people that you know it's it's one production that we are so proud of especially the team the work that the team has done the audio designer the you know the mm-hmm. entire team and what really goes into it so there's another show that we have been working on and uh, that's more around um that's without giving too much into the uh, details of the show so let me put it that it's it has things to do with the armed forces mm-hmm. okay and that means that you cannot so when you would speaking to the team that here this is the show that we want to do so what are your ideas what do we do so mm-hmm. the you know when you ask what really goes into the content creation process and mm-hmm. the whole sound design process to make it very immersive for the end listener mm-hmm. so for us to even think that okay you know this battle was fought let's say in 71 so mm-hmm. 71 may mm-hmm. which were the kind of uh, choppers or tanks mm-hmm. the technology when it comes to uh you know the, the whole uh, you know f- armed forces that were using us time mm-hmm. pe what what were the ones that were existing that were being used because obviously in the in in these many decades uh mm-hmm. our tanks our uh, weaponry everything has artillery everything has changed right it has all yes. progressed yes. so us time jo artillery or ye sab cheeze use hoti thi what mm. did they sound like so to do the mm. research to that granular level that if for example there was a certain chopper that was being used what mm. did that sound like because if we mm. have to probably recreate some moments from there then mm. we need to know what it sounds like otherwise it will not sound authentic you can't just do a kind of a noise and expect a listener to think that okay this is a chopper sound but if you have to really make yeah. it very immersive rich and detailed mm. at a granular level so that the end listener enjoys it and really mm. goes raving about it you have to go deep down into the research that what does this sound really sound like mm. why does you know why this and why not that mm-hmm. and so many other things the finer things that you have to take care of uh, 
also what we are now increasingly working on is that whenever a show is heavily produced which means there's a lot of sound design which means mm-hmm. there's a lot of, lot of sound effects into the show then uh, trying to create a 360 degree experience oh both ears yeah so for example if there's a in fact in airs of the pandavas so if you if if the scene is about a bow and an arrow and the arrow is just coming across and about mm-hmm. to kill somebody so you'll hear it from your one ear and then go out the other my goodness <laughs> so those kind of things and uh, yeah that's that's the finer things that go into the creation process it's wow it's very heavily researched from mm-hmm. every aspect not just the content not just the storytelling but also from the perspective of sound design and of course at the end of it you have to look at what is it you know what's in it for the listener why would they listen to this why would they give you your uh, why would they give you time from their share of time because time sabke paas limited hai bhai 24 hours hai to main wine studio ke podcast mein apna time kyu invest karu you know what's in it for me at the end of the day so that's something that goes as the foundation of the content creation process and then we continue to build on it beautiful that is so amazing and, and and the dedication you have to research like 1971 wow i'm looking forward to all of your podcasts like I, the thing is i think uh, you distribute a lot in apple podcasts and uh, i think uh, like what is your in terms of your distribution do you focus on ios only or android only i i, I remember you mentioning you try to reach out in different channels in places where people don't have access to that what do you look at uh, in, in general once you've created something how does the distribution happen so we distribute across on all podcasting plot platforms which includes mm-hmm. apple which includes spotify which includes gana which includes wink which includes oh. amazon uh, mm-hmm. which includes hubhopper so mm-hmm. uh, castbox we're there on every platform which caters to various devices it could be samsung it could be it could be the android ecosystem it could be ios it could be yeah. web so we're yeah, there yeah. everywhere uh, from yeah. the perspective of uh, the visibility we're there everywhere mm-hmm. and in fact what has been interesting and what has been very notable for us is the shift from from the perspective of consumption when we started off we saw there was heavy consumption on iOS platforms mm-hmm. there was heavy consumption on apple mm-hmm. but now we see that all of our podcasts are heavily being consumed on android and uh, gana.com for that matter has proven to be a very surprising uh, insight for us the way gana mm-hmm. is almost standing equal to the consumption on apple is very surprising for us because we thought ki yaar jo bhi hai podcast is still a very urban millennial phenomenon you know mm-hmm. still consumed in urban cities more than it is being consumed in tier 2 tier 3 but uh, gana.com continues to surprise us the way the listenership has spiked there and across various cities it's uh, it's interesting it's notable and something that we are uh, in fact uh, working more towards to find that how can we be discovered better in tier 2 tier 3 so mm-hmm. 
so that we can also start creating content for them specifically in their languages and mm-hmm. yeah that's that's been the insight so far beautiful i think gana reaches out to even the youngsters who hardly listen to stories or read books nowadays but uh, the younger generation i think your uh, uh, journey is going to reach them uh, in a way that others can't like I, i'm pretty sure none of my younger cousins read books anymore <laughs> so uh, things like hooked tv or i think podcast via gana might be the only source to uh, reach out to fiction and 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 good stories basically because anybody who reads uh, books is able to reach out to all of those different minds and creators and authors that i think is now coming in terms of these apps and that's beautiful yeah wow it is so uh, like do you uh, uh, focus on adding uh, like is is there like in terms of your the way you and mentioned the insights uh, like do you use ai in any of this because I, like i come from the ml background so i kind of want to know how if you have done any any kind of like i'm sure you do a lot of analytics but has ai helped you discover either content or your audience any of those sort if so uh you know good you asked this question and in fact good you told me your strengths because we might just want to uh look at how we can you know pick your brains uh so we know the power of ai though i'm not a person from a tech background but having been so invested into startups and being aware of what's developing i do see that there's a very strong use case of ai into what we are doing because it's at the end of the day content that's being consumed mm-hmm. so there is definitely scope are we able to leverage it right now not right now because there are various other limitations so mm-hmm. which we are now working towards which mm-hmm. i cannot go into detail on because that's all work in progress and mm-hmm. uh, may not be right to share right now but yes absolutely that you know the fact that there's so much right now we have eight shows right and uh, we have a listenership and total downloads of over over about 7 and 1/2 uh lacks so mm-hmm. all these people who are listening and consuming to this consuming this content where what are they most consuming to mm-hmm. where are they stopping to uh, when are they coming back what is mm-hmm. it that they're listening to where mm-hmm. do they come from what demographics and so many other things you know the slicing and dicing of data mm-hmm. uh, as much as a ceo i want to get more insights from data uh, there are certain limitations that we have because uh, platforms do provide us dashboards and analytics but mm-hmm. there are certain limitations to that kind of a data also as of now we don't own that consumer data so mm-hmm. for us to be able to leverage uh, ml and then have a use case of strong use case of ai into our content that's mm-hmm. something that's work in progress that we uh, that we have planned we, it's not even work in progress that's something that's mm-hmm. in our part of the journey forward so mm-hmm. we are not right now leveraging it but yes do we want to do we will we absolutely mm-hmm. that's the answer and maybe i might just pick your brains on that that why don't you come on board and uh, <laughs> help us understand what we can do 
because I have been uh, seeing how AI can actually predict what is the next thriller and what is going to be a hit amongst masses. So not that I'm a fan of AI taking over creativity, but it can do a, a lot in terms of uh, content creation because there is this um, uh, Cura story. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. Uh, the founder is uh, a data scientist, uh, Tiffany, and uh, she mentions how she uses AI to connect content creators to brands that helps content creators monetize their content. Like it could be an athlete or it could be a singer. So what brands do I get connected to? Um, so how does Wine Studio do this? Like do, how do you connect uh, your clients with the correct brands to monetize their content? Could you walk me through that process? Yeah, so uh, of course, you know, right now we are not in a position where we are able to like, like I said, that we're not able to leverage mm -hmm. AI to be able to give those kind of insights. But yes, uh, brands, because they understand the power of audio and the potential mm -hmm. that audio holds when it comes to reaching the end consumer, even if it's not a big uh you know, even if it's not as big a mass as a video can create, even if it's a small subset, but the kind of conversions, the kind of uh, leaning in that brands see when it comes to audio, they are now looking at sponsoring content. They're looking at integrating the brand into the storytelling. They're looking mm -hmm. at uh, getting in-house podcasts produced from us. So... Mm -hmm. That is what is happening when it comes to the way we are dealing with brands. How are we helping brands monetize? That is something that we do not have. Um, so if we are doing a branded content, you mm -hmm. know, how is the brand really monetizing from that piece of, uh, you know, if we run a campaign? So, yeah, you know, we, we will probably get insights that, okay, you know, what is the kind of conversions that has happened from this mm -hmm. campaign? Uh, how many impressions and how many people have really taken action. So all of those insights, of course, a campaign manager that our media host providers give us, uh, it is still small. So it's mm -hmm. not it's not as enticing right now. Mm -hmm. But will it be enticing when uh, discoverability gets better, when there's more uh, you know, insights and data being decisions, data-based decisions being taken? Like you mm -hmm. said, that you know, when AI can predict what will be the next best thriller when it comes to podcast, and mm -hmm. what is the going to the best next best uh, piece of content that people would like to consume across various genres. So those are the kind of things that will help brands in the decision making, mm -hmm. and okay. help brands monetize better. So okay. yeah, we will get there. Uh, it's it's something that's again. Uh, something mm -hmm. we aspire to build, but uh, we're not yeah. there yet. Awesome. So, uh, like, I think, so who is your, like, I'm not sure if that's that's the right way to put it. Like, who is your competitor in terms of uh, a studio in India? If you were to name any, I'm not, is it okay to name any? I, I as a person, do not believe in competition. competition. I believe in collaboration. Uh, wow. And it's not something that I say from the perspective of being diplomatic or being sweet, because right mm -hmm. now, again, you know, for the industry to be able to grow, 
we have mm-hmm. to collaborate with various partners uh, we have to collaborate we have to uh, it's still in a phase where uh, we need to create more awareness people still need to mm-hmm. know what podcast is people still need to know brands still need to know why should we invest so we do not really see in fact we do constantly speak to various studios to various uh, platforms and people who are in this industry to see what whether we can collaborate in terms of knowledge sharing whether we yeah. can collaborate in terms of co-producing whether we can collaborate in any way because that's how you will bring more eyeballs to this industry you will bring yeah. more attention and visibility yeah. so uh, i as a person i'm always up for collaborations theek hai competition healthy competition is always good but uh, do not see anybody as a competition i'm just that's that's just me as a person but it is a one of a kind of a thing like i've not seen other uh, uh, businesses come up in the in the names like yours did so uh, i asked this to all of my uh, guests like if you were to name in the past two years your top 3 challenges uh, i know there was a pandemic in between but uh, if it has helped you or if there were three that you wanted to name what would be your challenges so personally uh, i think for me Mm-hmm. i don't know if i should be able to so, so of course you know every business had its own share of challenges right that for us for example as a business mm-hmm. uh, we saw that while we because we registered in september 2019 and uh, post that december january february went into actively pitching to various brands and mm-hmm. march happened march 2020 happened and mm-hmm. after that suddenly every brand just retrenched when it came to their budgets to be able to look at spending mm-hmm. into audio content mm-hmm. so for us at that point in time uh, did it scare us of course it did both mm-hmm. me and vijay and we did not know what to do next yet mm-hmm. we knew that there has to be something done we cannot just give up we cannot just give up hope so we did what we had to do we created wine originals we and yeah since then there's been no looking back but more than the more than the challenges that we have faced as a business i think uh, what i see is the challenges that i have personally faced as as an entrepreneur as a founder mm-hmm. uh the belief one of the biggest challenges has been that sometimes as an entrepreneur your uh, ego takes the better of you and you feel that you know everything and that was the case with me till the time i realized that i don't know everything and it's all right that i don't know everything uh, mm-hmm. i humbled down mm-hmm. second was that my need for perfection arulpar yeah and i do not i as a person just am a very you know a perfectionist by nature i want things in a certain way i get my ocds Uh, mm-hmm. if an excel sheet is not properly done if if the fonts are not okay if uh, if they're not rightly color coded or highlighted uh, wow. or if the document has wrong font anything my god if a, if a deck has to be sent to a potential client if it is not in a certain way mm-hmm. it used to irk me it used to make me feel like i i cannot send this till the time it is perfect <laughs> and that has been one of the biggest challenges that i've overcome in the past year and a half i mm-hmm. have realized that it's all right 
uh, it's important to go to market it's important to go mm-hmm. out there it's important to show up it's not important that it has to be perfect because your levels and your standards of perfection is not something that people judge you on uh, it's important to be to be you know there when it is so so right time is important timing it right is very important if you've spoken mm-hmm. and standing up to your commitments is very important so mm-hmm. yeah these are a couple of things that and mm-hmm. the third has been again very ego driven that uh, i know i'm right mm-hmm. and uh, not being open to other point of views so that again uh, stemmed from a very ego centric um uh, you know persona but again have cracked it and i know that it's all right i i'm not always right uh, i'm i need to be open to listening mm-hmm. and uh, what i have realized that over over this year and a half of this journey with wine that we have created i have become so much better a listener i uh, i ask more questions instead of continuing to tell what needs to be done Mm-hmm. it's not just about delegating but also letting people take ownership sometimes as business owner we are not okay to let go of control we want to do things in a certain way and mm-hmm. uh, it drives us nuts if we are not in control so letting people take decisions not micromanaging so mm-hmm. all of those things have come over a period of this time with you know mm. building this venture and this baby and these mm. have been the three critical challenges that i have faced as a business owner and i've also come across have sailed through so to say wow that's really nice thank you for sharing i think a lot of women have this like I, and the more i talk to women business owners perfectionism is something that i think even content creators like if i'm writing a blog on medium i will not publish it like i'll have 57 unpublished drafts and i'll have like 30 articles because i'm just too scared to put it out there but i think we have all learned like it's okay to take one step at a time and it's beautiful thank you for sharing that uh if i were to just ask you quickly uh do you think there are uh, any obstacles for women to start companies like is there is there is there any reluctance in terms of uh like you've been so successful you've had investors trust you and and i think there is a common notion that investors don't like investing in uh, women led businesses and and there's a lot of lot of uh, rumors out there and confusion so i just wanted to this uh, bar any anything that's there today i think one of the biggest things julian is imposter syndrome i have been there too Mm. doubting your own capabilities thinking that you are an imposter thinking that you're not enough you don't deserve it mm. thinking that whatever's coming your way is just by default it is not something that you've designed i have been there multiple times i have and i'm not kidding that so many times that i have criticized myself like i am the worst i'm my own worst critic Mm-hmm. and uh, telling myself that uh, you know what this has just happened this has not been done by you you're not even capable of doing this um and so many other stories that i gave myself 
telling myself each and every time that dude you are an imposter <laughs> you're not even real <laughs> so i think a lot of women do that it's not that men do not do that um our conditioning is such that women end up doing it a little more more women end up doing it over men but it is always important to take charge of that inner voice that's what i've learned of course it has been also because i've found the right mentors that i've been able to recognize that and been able to take charge of it but the reason we don't end up seeing uh, as many women founders is because a lot of women end up stopping themselves short when it comes to taking that first step thinking that nahi agar theek se nahi hua to if if it does not succeed uh, if i do not find the customers uh, and and so many other things you know the ifs and buts are never ending we just do not stop questioning ourselves but all i say is that take the dive you know you'll either fly or you'll fall but either way if you fly uh, great if you fall you will learn and you'll rise up again and uh, what what i love to go back to when i even speak on various stages is this part where you know when we were kids who had when we were toddlers let alone kids we were toddlers uh when we were trying to learn to walk you know the first few steps we fell uh after that again tried to walk again we fell there's so many times that we used to fall that even those bruises our parents and people around us used to cheer us up it's okay it's okay it's all right get up it's all right theek hai kuch nahi hua uh you're a strong girl you're a strong boy all those things that people used to tell us mm. when we grow up people do not tell us these things mm. then failure becomes a stigma failure becomes a taboo and it's mm. not something that people want to own up nobody likes to be seen as a failure we do not we glamorize success we overhype mm. unicorns we overhype funded startups we do not give the due share of importance and glory to bootstrapped startups or people who have started off but failed mm. we do not give them as much importance and since we do not do that so that fear of failing continues to just dig deeper mm. and uh, that's where you know you cannot take charge of the narrative that people are saying you cannot take charge of the narrative that the media is building but you can take charge of your own narrative that i started off saying when we began this conversation that having said you know having been through whatever your journey is if you believe in your idea even that one person standing up tall and finding your first customer if you have one customer there means that means you will have many customers but at least get that one customer create value for that one customer mm-hmm. and continue to do it consistently i think one of the key things again that i've learned is that showing up consistently is is what really makes you successful consistency means that there's a compounding effect that you create 
जैसे फाइनेंस में कंपाउंडिंग इफेक्ट होता है यू इन्वेस्ट एवरी डे और एवरी मंथ एंड द मनी कंपाउंड्स द इंटरेस्ट कंपाउंड्स एंड इट इफ यू स्टार्ट इन्वेस्टिंग फाइव थाउजेंड टूडे अनदर टेन इयर्स फिफ्टीन इयर्स यू माइट हैव अ कॉर्पस ऑफ वन सी आर बट यू डोंट स्टार्ट बाई इन्वेस्टिंग वन सी आर राइट सो यू डू नॉट स्टार्ट विद विद सक्सेस you create success you build success so that's one message that i love to give to uh, a lot of women that you know just start theek hai worst case scenario it would not go anywhere worst case scenario you will fail worst case scenario you will have losses but how would you know if you do not even start you fail at 100% of the shots you do not take so if you do not take that shot how would you even know where it is going whether it will fly or whether it will fall so just start and uh, you'll find if you have a mindset of growth you'll find the right partners you'll find the right investors you'll find the right mentors but if your mindset is of constraints where you mm-hmm. only look at ye nahi hai wo nahi hai right environment nahi hai right customers nahi hai right time nahi hai if all you're looking at is constraints then then you are doomed then you're yeah. bound to fall but if you start off with a grow- growth mindset that okay you know what i know that i've found my first customer and there is potential i will take it forward and then i'll see where it goes mm. at worst i will have my learnings which i'll apply to my own journey or my own personal growth or i might just become a leadership coach someday because i've experience this journey because aajkal to life coaching and leadership coaching and uh, oh, coaching as well as business has uh, you know just uh, boomed so mm-hmm. it is not you cannot coach if you do not have your own life lessons to share guys so yeah i think uh, those are the few things that i love sharing and i'm very passionate about telling women that you know what just get started uh whatever the voice inside of your head says if it says things which disempower you which tell you that you're not worth it then just tell the voice that please you know just shut up <laughs> whatever you have to say just you can continue saying but i'm still going to do it you know i'm still stubborn i'll still do it so yes. yeah so i think it's like the inner narrative and your narrative to the world so that's yeah. beautiful thank you so much for sharing that and you've given your uh, two cents to the world out there who's listening and you've introduced our listeners to the power of audio and there's so many key takeaways from this and thank you so much for your time as well wishing you all the success i think your uh, even if you feel like you're ahead of your uh, ahead of time right now I, i'm sure this is going to go big so wishing you and your teammates a lot of success this year thank you Thank you Julian I loved the conversation and thank you for bringing me on board to your podcast would love to share it would love to bring you more women who you might want to speak to and uh, continue on this journey because uh, you'll meet some very interesting people and I'm very very sure that that will also help you build as a person because you're learning from such rich experiences and people who've come with such depth that uh, when you grow into your professional journey or entrepreneurial journey whatever you take on there will be so much for you to apply into your life so all the very best with whatever you. you're doing 
thank you wish you all the best thank you and uh, when i thank come you. to indore i'll probably have some indore uh-huh. chaat and uh, food at sarafa bazaar and give you a call <laughs> yes Definitely. i'll take you there <laughs> all right jodin take care bye that's it for today hope you liked it if you enjoyed this episode do share it with your friends and don't forget to hit follow on spotify and subscribe to our youtube channel stay tuned for more episodes and stay safe